Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano and I welcome you to the broadcast. I'm so thankful that we're here together today. What we're looking at today is a topic that we're entitled uh, by the direction of the Lord, How to Help. How to Help is one of the greatest things. I'm excited to see much more about it. And together we'll see that by the helping of the Lord. Now we've already touched on this in different ways. We've talked about the helper when we started out. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He's been given to us. There's no greater help we could ever have. And He as a helper, a helper to us. I mean, think about who He's called alongside to help. As new believers, we receive Him, and it's not the easiest of task to uphold. I mean, He takes you know, people that were drunks, people that were you know, drug addicted, people that had all these issues, and now they're reborn, recreated, they're no longer that old people, and now He has the task of helping them. That seems like a very big demotion for the Spirit of God Himself to have to come alongside and help people like that. But yet He takes it on. We have the Helper. And so when we help others, when we help, now we'll see in this broadcast, we'll go to the Bible, we are helpers of God. God, anything He does in this earth, He's going to do it through people like you and I. And so we are to first and foremost help God in this earth. And anybody else that He's called us to, we are to help them as to the Lord. Now we've gone out, uh, after that we've looked at, how to help. Now, when we help someone and help God and help those who we're called to, we help those we're called to as unto the Lord. And uh, the scriptures talk about in Colossians and in Ephesians that we're to help them heartily as to the Lord. We're to do it with our heart. We're to do it with our very being. It's a very spiritual thing when we're connected to places. And that's what we need to renew our minds to. The places we work, the people we're alongside, we need to really ensure, is this where God would have me? Is this a place He's connected me? Because if not, this is not just a job. This is not, this is a more connected piece than people have realized. We're not just clocking in and clocking out. We really are spiritually connected in places. And so spiritual influences in those places can affect us personally. And that's what we'll find. And we found that when we looked at Ephesians and we touched on, you see that there was this order that started in the home and led its way on out in which husbands and wives, you're to help your spouse like this. Husbands love the wives as Christ loved the church. Wives submit to the husbands. You see this, one is helping the other and is called to do this for the other in this way. Then it goes off and it talks about uh, employees, employers. It doesn't use that language in the King James, but it talks about servants, be obedient to your masters. It talks about masters. You see, you can see the difference. What we're talking about today is managers and employees. And so you can see there is an aspect where God's called us to places. And when He's called us to those places, we have to, in all confidence, serve there and help there heartily with our heart, with our spirit as to the Lord. You see, it's not just a job. It's not just a place. Um, yes, sir. People that we, you know, if you're thinking about being with someone and you're going on year after year after year with them, not giving to marriage, not doing this, this is more spiritual than is realized. And these connections, they are more eternal, 
more forever than people have realized. And so let's look together. Hallelujah. How to help is one of the greatest things you and I could ever learn. It's one of the things that's uh, keeping people from being promoted or not. It's one of the things that's causing people to step into their own businesses or not. The greatest leaders in this earth are people that have really learned how to help others. And if you and I are going to be great leaders ourselves, we're going to learn this from God. We're going to learn how to help. Now let's go together and let's go to... Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. And I'm actually going to read this to you. Do we have the Amplified Classic? I'd like to read that to you there in the Amplified Classic. And um, it says in 1 Corinthians 3, 9 in the Amplified Classic, For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation you are god's building thank you lord you are god's garden you are god's vineyard there's things that god is looking to come up and to cultivate from us he's looking for us to be fruitful he's looking to be able to come take good fruit on off us all the time which also means too there takes time there's things that they need time to be cultivated they need seasons of growth. And when it comes to helping another that God's called us to with theirs, it gives seasons of experience. It gives seasons for seasoning. It gives time for growth. And it's what's needful to be at a place to be cultivated. And thank you, Lord. But this thought, we are fellow workmen. We are laborers together with God. We are called to be helpers of God, workers together with Him. It says the same thing in 2 Corinthians 6, 1. It gives it a little bit different. It says in the Amplified Classic, Laboring together as God's fellow workers with Him then, we beg of you not to receive the grace of God in vain. And here in um, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20, we find this, We are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador being one that's sent out from another nation in order to reach this one. It's a representative of this other nation. And you and I are representatives of heaven in this earth. We're sent out from the Lord Jesus representing Him. The places uh, in our homes, in our workplaces, thank you Lord, in all the places that we reach when people come across us, they're coming across representatives of the Lord Jesus. And so as helpers together with Him, we want to help in His way. That's why we started this with looking at the Helper. How does the Holy Spirit help? Because that level of help is what we are not just called to, we're also graced with. You and I have this ability to help people like the world cannot have, cannot attain to. We have Holy Spirit help that causes us to have fruit of spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, patience, this kind of integrity and ability that only comes by the working of God. And 
you'll find that God will never make us do anything. And this is a great aspect of knowing how to help people because when it comes to how to help, it comes to following directions. Faithful help is following direction. You and I can't help someone apart from their receiving help. No different than the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit's right here next to me, He wants to help me, I need to allow that. I need to yield and allow His help. If I don't, He can't. No, no matter how much He wants to, I must be willing together with Him. And this is how it is. No different than say you wanted to help an organization. You wanted to help them in a certain way. Um, corporation, what have you. To go there and say, well, hey, I'm here to help you with this. Have they asked for that help? Are they looking for that help? Will they receive that help? Who we help is not all up to us. It's up to God and it's up to them. And so those He's called us to, it's very important as well. One of the great things when it comes to loving another is that love will do what will help the other the most at that point in time. So if they need help with something small, and that's what we saw when we talked about um, yes, sir. Elisha was notable in helping Elijah by washing his hands. When years had passed, when Elijah was taken up in, in, a, in a whirlwind, spectaculous, uh, spectacularly, and Elisha is now actually in the office of prophet, and he's hearing from God, and I'm sure there's things being done, but when notable people of his time thought, who can we get to answer this question? Who can hear from God? When it came to mind Elisha, what they thought about him was that's the one who washed Elijah's hands. That was what was most notable. That was what they thought most about him. And that should not be, we should not be ashamed of that. That if people think about us, they think, oh yeah, that's the one that was washing dishes. That's the one that was making that meal. That's the one that was... We shouldn't think of these small things. That's the one that was sweeping the floor. That's the one that was cleaning the bathroom. That's the... We shouldn't take that like an insult. The Holy Spirit wouldn't. Elisha didn't. And there's others that did not as well. You know, Jesus... He stepped down from glory. He stepped down from heaven. He took upon Him the form of a servant. This is what we enter into when we are able to humble ourselves like this. It's because of this glorious anointing. The Spirit of Christ Himself who showed us this kind of humility to take upon Him that form of a servant and servitude. That's what enables us to enter in and submit ourselves and to help those whom God has called us to, wherever that is, whomever that is. But it's on the aspect on both ends that the help must be received, and the help received comes with direction. Go with me. Did I tell you to go any place yet? I don't believe I have. Go, um, well, for time's sake, let me, Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You could say the word of the Lord. Some versions actually minister it out in the way the word of the anointed one, the anointed word. There's word that comes from God, a knowing of his way 
and it's hearing from him. And it goes right with what the Bible says. And uh, this hearing is a direction. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing is something that God has instructed. It's a directive. It's showing, yes sir, the way. And any good thing that you and I have partaken of, it took directive. It took somebody that was very strategic in how much they put in and how they put it together and how they went about it. It was very pointed. It was very purposeful. And if they came up, and that's the way it works is they came behind someone. Whether they were building an automobile and engineering and, and constructing this, someone else has shown them the way. If they were making a cake, someone else showed them the way to know how much to put in there, to know how to beat it and mix it well. To Someone showed them. None of us are just amassed these things ourselves. And anyone that you've seen that's doing a good work in this earth, a good work for God or a good work for any other, something that's serving people, you better believe they, they got something from somebody else. There was something that was passed on. And that meant they had to take direction. You find a good recipe, it has directions. Now, you're, if you're good, you know, uh, good and gifted in that area, and, and you've, you've probably tested it before you've gone out and served it, but you can go by eye. You can know just about how much to put in there. You don't have to necessarily measure it out. You can tell. You can measure it in your hand. You can measure, but you come to a place where you have some direction about how much, and you have some direction about how to. But without direction, you and I cannot do a faithful work. And without faithfulness, there is no help. There's no helpfulness without faithfulness. And faithfulness is not adding to the directions. It's not taking away from the directions. It's simply doing it the way it was directed. And that's not as popular. Many people don't want to just do what they're told. That's not very popular. But that is how to help. That's how to help the best way. That's how to help God. You want to help God? There'd be time and time again where God would say, don't add to this my commands. Don't take away from this my commands. He would tell us if we would hearken to Him. And that meant to listen attentively, to be in a place and position where we, we treated it very important. And we weren't going to let it get away from us. We weren't going to add anything else to it because, no, this is good as it is. This is God's directions don't need to change it, don't need to do anything, but just keep it. Keep it in all its ways. And this is how you and I help God and help those we're called to. But if, apart from direction, if they've given us no direction, we have nothing to be faithful with. Now, hallelujah. We've touched on this. I don't want to short you on anything, so I'm going to make sure I give it all to you. To faithfully help any other, it comes back to what have we heard? What have we heard? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. The way God works is that He'll give us direction and expect us to meet that expectation. That is how good leadership works. Good leadership will not expect something apart from giving good direction. This is how God 
and His leadership works. So we need to go back and ask ourselves at times, what directions were we given? What were we given to do? What were we told to do? Um, have we done that? How many times we go to do something and something else comes up? You know, the God of this world, He likes to distract. So He'll cause something else to come up. And what happens? You have to pull away from this to go take care of that. You ever had this, this situation, you know, that you've heard the saying, putting out fires. So you're going from having to fix this, having to fix that. And, and what's he trying to do? Pull away from doing this. Whatever you do, just don't do that thing God told you to do. Just don't, just don't, just don't. And so then by the time you're finally done fixing all those things, what's happened? He has worked on us. He's endeavored to get us to forget about that thing. Because why? Because if we forget about it, we'll think we did it. And then what happened? Well, we think we're waiting on God. We're waiting for new direction. No, no. We still have to go back to what He told us to do. Did we do? This is another good question. Have we done what we've been directed to do? If I can just mention it personally, I've seen it. I've seen times where I thought, okay, I thought I'm good there. And then I got called away to something else and I'm doing that. And then come to realize that wasn't done yet. And thankfully, by the goodness of God, He shows us. We come back to it, take care of it. And then we're ready for a new direction. Um, have they given us? Those that we're helping, God Himself, has He given us any new direction? You can even see this in times. If we're to help another and they've been going a certain direction, day after day, week after week, month after month, they haven't changed and we're to help them in what they're doing. If they're not there and we're in their place doing there to help in their stead, in their place, then have they given us any different direction? Because if not, why would we change course? Why would we do it a different way? If they've been going that way and they didn't tell us anything different, then which way do you think we should be going? If we're going to help, if we're helping someone else with theirs, their business, their thing, and they've been going that way, going that way, then it's time for us to not change course. We're there in their place. This is their thing. And now we're going to keep going the direction they were going because they didn't give us any different direction. Now, when we're doing it God's way, right? God has not given us any direction. He's been going this way, this way, this way. Now we're here doing it for and with Him. Which way should we go? Keep going the way of confidence, the way of direction. If we're not sure about it, we don't do it. We don't do it. And so if we're not sure about it, what do we need to do? If we're going to be good help, if we're going to be faithful help, we need to ask questions. And that is so important. If we're not sure, if we're not confident, it is okay to ask. We need to ask God. Father, what about this? Father, is there anything I'm missing? Lord, is there anything else I need to hear about this? And then take time to listen. Talking about working with our, our employers, anybody else that we're to work with. Well, what about this part? How do you want me to do this? 
If it's not clear to us, it's important we ask. It's important we put fear in its place. Resist that spirit of fear. Because even if they get upset for us asking, it's better that they be upset for us asking and we get it right than for us to act like we know what we're doing and mess this thing up and be unfaithful in how we're helping. It's not as important what we do. It is so important how we do it. So that, these are good questions. What directions were we given? Have they, who we're helping, has God, has who we're helping given us any new direction? Have we really finished doing what we were directed to do? Do we need to ask any questions to continue or to finish our task? And um, when it comes to helping God or another, we cannot be fruitful going on our own directives. Faithfulness is key to fruitfulness. The, the scriptures say that the faithful abound with blessings. That's fruitfulness. It comes with faithfulness. Faithfulness comes with direction. So you and I, if we just go our own way and do our own thing, and how many have done that on the job? Haven't even considered, how do we do it here in this workplace? Haven't even considered, what did my manager tell me last week? Act like it's no big deal. Act like, well, I know, but, you know, this is, they'd understand if they were here because this is what we're facing. And no, that's unfaithful. That's not faithful help. And you and I are not called to be that. We're not called to do that. And as representatives of Christ, when they see us in the workplace and that's how we respond, that's not a good representative. It doesn't show forth what God has said. And you and I have grace of God to be the best faithful help in these days. And I, I'm believing that with all of you. I thank you for believing with me that we are some of the best help to God and to those he, He's called us to in these days. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, we can't be fruitful going on our own directives. That is the nature of the flesh. And the Spirit of God must reveal the direction before it can be any supernatural work. So we must first get His direction. And, um, yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Direction. Direction. Thank you, Lord. As leaders, God is helping us. Anyone of us, when we take it upon ourselves to be a good help, He's going to show us, and that's why I'm saying this, you and I can expect that God will show us how to lead. And the best of leaders are the best of helpers to those that follow. Because He will show us how to make things so clear in communication there has been laziness in leadership that expects people to just get it you know just learn it just get it and then they're frustrated because they didn't and here they are months later at a review year later at a review and they're thinking you know you're not meeting these and the expectations and you're not doing well and 
they were never shown. They were never communicated. They were never directed. And how can one be faithful with what's never been directed? And it is a failure of good leadership. It's, yes sir, it is so-called leaders that are failing to help. The greatest of leaders are ones who are the greatest of helpers to those that are called to follow them and to help them. It is a wonderful mutual benefit in that there are certain things from leaders that those who are being cultivated by God are getting. They need that experience. They need the wisdom of the years. But vice versa, there are things that leaders are to partake of by those coming up under. There's certain fire. There's certain life and motivation that's going to come on them that's actually going to help them continue on strong as well. Because you go on year after year, you've been doing this for 40 years, you know, retirement starts looking nice to the flesh. It starts looking good. And it is such a wonderful thing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Where His helping makes us faithful on both ends. And as leaders, we have clear communication and clear, yes sir, guidance and counseling. And then on the other aspect, there is this, yes sir, help me see it. There is this faithfulness and honesty and integrity. There's certain things that, um, that seniors will get from a younger and certain things that a younger will get from a senior that cannot be done any other way. And it is vital that we get it on both ends. And it comes with clear directive. As leaders, it's so important that we take time to really hear and make it very, make it very important to us that we don't just say, you know, God said. We don't just say, you know, the Lord said. I, excuse me. I make it very clear at times, this is what I thought when I heard that. This is what I saw. This is what the Lord showed me. But this is what I thought. Or this, Paul did this by the Spirit of God. He, he was talking about, you know, marriage. He was talking about men and women. And then he said, he, he talked about, but I say, my sentences. And he said, and he even added on to that. And I think I have the Spirit of God too, he said. There is this separation between what's us and what's God. And that's very important because anybody that comes up under us, they need to have this clear communication. This is God. This is what I'm working out because I can sense this, but this I'm not sure this is God. And if as leaders we don't have this, we're going to be faulty. And in the vice versa, as helpers, we're to come up alongside. We need to make sure we got this from God. We need to make sure we're holding fast to what? The direction we got from Him. Hallelujah. So we come back to this. What has He told us? What has God showed us? What has our manager, what has those that were called to help, what have they said? What directions did they give us? Have we finished those directions? Do we need to ask any questions? Is there anything that needs to be adjusted? This is part of faithful help. Is coming back to 
what have we seen? What have we heard? Go with me to James, the first chapter in closing, I believe. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you for believing with me to see this clearer than we ever have together because this is so fruitful for us. This is part of what God's doing to cause His kingdom to be established in our lives in a greater way. And here in James 1, let me find it. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at verse number 22. Go with me actually to verse 21. Let's start there. And it says here, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. This word of God will renew your, your soul, is mind, will, and emotions. It will renew it. It will cause it to be saved. It's an ongoing process. And then it continues and says, But be you doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding or looking at his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. This man, what man? The one that looks and does not forget. The one that holds on to that direction, holds on to that vision, holds on to what they have heard from God. And no matter what, just like Elisha, he would not leave Elisha. He would not leave his connected place. He would not unhook from where God had connected him, no matter what. Elijah himself said, listen, go ahead, go your way. He said, no, I will not leave you. Next town, go ahead, go your way. No, I will not leave you. Everybody's telling him, you know, this is the last day. You better go find another job. He said, hush your mouth. No, no, he would not quit God. He's doing this heartily as to the Lord. And this is you and I, when we keep that vision and we don't forget who we are, we don't forget who God's connected us to, we don't forget we are ambassadors of Christ. We are God's best. We are His representatives. We show forth Him everywhere we go. When we keep that vision, we keep that directive, we are the most faithful He has. Hallelujah. And I tell you this, these faithful you and I, we abound with blessings. We show the glory of God. That's all for this broadcast, friends. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon.